0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cause Talk Radio on Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. couple of things. First of all, if you're multitasking while you're listening to us and you happen to be near a computer, do us a favor and hop over to iTunes and leave us a review. There's no better way to tell us that you're listening than to review the show on iTunes. Secondly, if you're only listening to the show on podcast, you're missing half the program because if you visit selfishgiving.com or causeupdate.com, the official blog of the Cause Marketing Forum, we have plenty of goodies for you. A full post on today's show, links to relevant Pinterest boards and resources, and of course, anything mentioned on the show. Want to reach out to us directly? You can reach me personally at Megan Strand on Twitter or Joe at Joe Waters on Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now on to the show.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And of course, on the line with me now is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. I am so excited today. Me too. Yeah, we have a great guest online. We have Ken Unger, who is founder and president of U.S. Sports Advisors and the author of a great new book called The Head of the Game, What Every Athlete needs to know about sports business and you know what i love about ken megan he is an expert in news jacking awesome. hey ken how's it going good joe how are you good hey now the most important thing here uh today because i am a bostonian is my question for you is who's going to win the super Bowl on sunday
2: go seahawks uh Well, I I, I have to apologize, but I I think Seattle, I give the answer. Yes, good answer, (laughs) Ken. Our
1: listeners listeners should know that Ken is New York-based. So he is biased, and that's where he got So, <laughs> Hey, but Ken, you know, thanks so much. Uh, you know, this show focuses so much on the intersection of cause and business. Um, but we actually see some great examples of newsjacking in the media, and we want to talk about the, that kind of applicability to maybe the cause sector or why organizations in general should be looking at it. But how do you define newsjacking, Ken?
2: So newsjacking is when a brand – and that certainly could be a, a cause-oriented brand mm-hmm. – takes advantage of a popular story or yep. you know a popular topic and inserts itself into the news cycle.
1: So I saw yesterday um, some great examples – and we'll post these on our show notes – of some brands that got involved with the blizzard we had, Ken, on the East Coast here and some brands doing some fun things. Pepsi did something. Guinness did something. um, uh, Dr. Pepper did something. So there were like four or five different examples of brands jumping on board, something like that. So is that a good example?
2: That's a great example, Joe. You know, if if it's popular in the news cycle, everyone's watching it. So those brands wanted to take advantage of that notoriety and push some of that attention on their brands. So, it's it's a great technique um and if you could do it if you plan it well and it's authentic to your brand uh it could be really effective
0: that that's a hard thing though isn't it planning a breaking news story <laughs> and how you integrate your brand into it so I, I i don't know how how are you advising people
2: do this yeah you know that that's true so you can't plan for a blizzard <laughs> so, yeah yeah that, that's an example. You know, you, you have a strategic plan for your social media and you see something like the blizzard coming. Um, you probably only have a few days' notice to, to really get something in the works. But if you have something like the Super Bowl – you know, the Super Bowl is a large event and will dominate the sports news cycle for at least several weeks. Right. right. You have a lot of time to plan for something like that.
1: And, you know, I actually have a great example of this on the cause um, sector, uh, Ken, is when the baby, the royal baby was born in the United Kingdom, some enterprising nonprofits. Uh, across the Atlantic, took the opportunity to get themselves noticed and did things like dropped off information and uh, goodies to the uh, the parents, or, you know, the, the new child and stuff like that, and actually got some great exposure for themselves.
2: Yeah. And that's another great example. You know, the world was watching uh, that birth. And so with all the, you know, the eyes of the world on that, it's mm-hmm. what can those what can those cause related brands do that's authentic to their brand and really yeah. it, and push their message. So that's a great example, too. Yeah. What, yeah are, so-
0: what are some things that people should be cautious of if they're wanting to kind of ride this wave of of current events?
2: Yeah. You know, I think the, the, the number one thing is the authenticity. You know, mm. the tie in has to be authentic to the brand. Um, if, it, if you're just trying to ride the wave of the notoriety of that particular news topic and it has little or anything to do with your brand, there could be a pretty big backlash. Um, yeah. You know, consumers don't like fakes. Um, and they certainly don't like people who look opportunistic. So, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it's a clear attempt to just, you know, skim some of the attention off that news item mm-hmm. without authenticity, um, the reaction could be really surprisingly negative.
0: So, give us yeah. some examples of things that you find that work well, and that may be an example of something that did not work as well, just to illustrate your point about authenticity.
2: So, I think you know, one that um, was was pretty good on the authenticity side was Oreo cookie. Mm. Um you know they were planning to do something around the 2013 Super Bowl and they were looking for that opportunity and they found it um when the blackout occurred within minutes of the blackout um they had a post on their Twitter feed um uh, with a picture of a of an Oreo cookie um partially darkened like it was in the dark out with the title you can still dunk in the dark um it it got nearly 15,000 <laughs> retweets and yeah. 20,000 likes on Facebook.
0: That's crazy. And what's so beautiful about that is that there was, that was that horrible lull where, like, everyone's trying to fill space. So that was brilliant. Mm-hmm.
2: So everyone went to, you know, was following what Oreo was doing and then the reaction from that. That that certainly played for time while they were trying to figure out how to get the lights back on. <laughs> well,
0: and that's not something they could have planned, though. You see what I'm saying? So, like, how, no, you... how do you, like, yes, they're planning to do something at the Super Bowl, but was it just, like, all hands on deck for the Super Bowl? And if anything, even remotely... Having to do that, we could ever insert our brand into. You just jump on it. Like, do you even know the? Do you know what the backstory was there?
1: Well, you know, Ken and Megan. If no. I can just interject though, too. I mean, I think so much too with brands these days is they have to operate like newsrooms. Yeah. And that's what we saw with Oreo yeah. is they were operating like a newsroom and picking up on a breaking story.
2: Well, a- absolutely. But to Megan's point, here's another example of, of another Super Bowl and another brand, and this was planned from beginning to end. They didn't wait for anything to happen. And it was J.C. Penny in last year's Super Bowl. Um, It was the Super Bowl was going to take place just before the Olympic Games, and uh, J.C. Penney uh, had the rights to distribute the official um, mitten of the U.S. Olympic team. So during the Super Bowl, they sent out a typo – or they sent out a a Twitter um, post that was filled with typos. And they purposely wanted to get a reaction um, from people following their feed. Hey, can't you guys, you know, can't you guys spell correctly? Well, they responded afterwards, hashtag tweeting with mittens. Oh, that is hilarious. (laughs) That's a good one.
0: I love that.
2: Uh, And posted a picture of their (laughs) official U.S. Olympic team mittens that were, of course, for sale at (laughs) JCPenney.
0: And they probably hashtagged the heck out of the original typo-filled post, right? Because who's following JCPenney at the Super Bowl? Nobody, right?
2: Right. But if they add the Super Bowl hashtag and people are looking for the Super Bowl, looking for Mm -hmm. commercials, looking for whatever... Now they've they've newsjacked that event in a way that's authentic to their brand and what they were selling.
0: Here's a technical yeah. question that I have. Joe and I just did an episode on Super Bowl and video and I was thinking, okay How do I tag this? Because there are at least three hashtags that I've seen related to the Super Bowl this year. So, what's your advice there?
2: Well, I would. Our advice is always to hashtag what the organizer is using as a hashtag. Um, Okay. You know, very often you'll see um, enthusiasts choose their own hashtag, maybe something cuter than what the what the planners uh, had envisioned. But I think if you go with what the the organizers are using, you're most likely to to intercept the feeds that uh, you're looking to to intercept.
1: So what about some challenging examples or some bad examples, Ken, of News Jack? Yeah,
2: exactly. I think uh, we saw one very recently um, after the Ray Rice controversy. Um, You know, the, the Ray Rice controversy involved domestic violence. Um, and domestic violence advocates, uh, had started in terms of, um, you know, awareness of this, this very important issue. They were using, uh, the hashtag why I stayed, um, to, to fight the trend of victim blaming. Well, DiGiorno Pizza thought that they could take advantage of that. Uh, and they tweeted hashtag why I stayed. You had pizza. Oh. Um, they were destroyed um, yeah. by reaction from that, um, People thought it was distasteful, people thought it was exploitive, um, it wasn't authentic to its brand, it 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 violated all the rules of, you know, good newsjacking and um and good taste. And so um they really suffered a backlash from that.
0: So, I mean, that to me is quite honestly a little bit more about common sense than authenticity, don't you think? I mean, in some cases, when you said distasteful, that was is- exactly the word I was thinking of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the, the thing about social media is it happens so quickly. Um, it really requires the person on the keyboard to have good judgment. And if you're a corporate <laughs> brand or even if you're a cause, you know, related um, entity that's looking for, for to NewsJack, you have to have your command structure in place in terms of approving, you know, the messages that go out, you know, over your, your news channels. Um, and so, you know, it's, the judgment is as good as the typist, you know, in front of the keyboard. So yeah, in that case, uh, bad judgment, bad typing. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. a great point. Ken, this has been absolutely fascinating. We know you have to run, but tell us a little bit, tell our listeners where they can find more about you talking about newsjacking and all of these great, great topics um, online.
2: Sure. Yeah. We, um, we like to really talk about, uh, you know, how, how brands could take advantage of uh, sports and entertainment to, to, to push their brands forward. And you can find more information at us dot com. Uh, certainly if you'd like more information about our book ahead of the game, what every athlete needs to know about sports business, that's at, um, of the game book.com.
0: Wow. That was fascinating. I think there's some really interesting, Pieces there for causes as they are thinking about ways to do this. I still think, Absolutely. I still yeah. think it's a little bit of a tough grind, though, when you're talking about thinking on your feet. I mean, because so much of that comes down to one person.
1: Yeah. And I think, too, what it is, is, you know, there are different types of news jacking opportunities and there are opportunities to plan these out a little bit. But then there are things that happen on the fly. I mean, you know, when uh, Deflategate happened here in Boston, we had a number of businesses take advantage of it. Being when did that happen? At, uh, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> They, a number of businesses took advantage of it, and uh, one in particular, the Cask and Flagon, uh, a place that you've probably been to I many have. times when you are here in Boston. Um, they actually did a promotion that if you dropped off any type of ball, whether it was inflated or otherwise – um, they would. They were donating the item to Good Sports, a nonprofit organization that provides athletic equipment uh, to kids who need them. And oh, so it like was that. a way that they kind of, you know, took advantage of the situation. But and- most
0: people are taking advantage of that particular situation and trying to be funny about it. Like, wasn't there? Didn't you post something about? Some bakery that had like deflated yes. football cookies or yep, something. Yep. and
1: the Boston Coffee Company actually had deflated uh, cookies. Right. But I Boy. like that
0: cask and Flagon so much better because it takes it, – it's a serious issue that everybody knows about. Well, yep. some people don't think it's serious. And yep. it puts a positive spin on it with the cause. And I think that's where the opportunity is for causes because that's maybe not the best example, but – There are plenty of things that happen in the news cycles that are not positive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the cause opportunity lies is to take something that's not great and spin it into something positive. Like, for example, if what was a DiGiorno that he was just talking about Mm -hmm. and the Ray Rice thing, if they had done something in support of domestic violence, for example, instead of picking up on that hashtag and doing something stupid with it. That might have been a better use of their time.
1: And, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because we talk about news jacking, but there's also cause jacking. And that's when, you know, someone, you know, hijacks a cause, um, you know, to support it or to Take advantage, and you know a great example of that is, and it was in my best cost marketing promotions for 2014 was Cumberland Farms. And when the uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge came out last summer, uh, Cumberland Farms jumped on board uh, to support the promotion, and uh, they actually donated 20 cents from every bag of ice sold in their stores uh, to uh, ALS. And they ended up donating, I think it was like thirty eight thousand dollars or something like that.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's brilliant. I will say. Okay, I'll say two things. Number 1, I think more companies should be cause-jacking, although it sounds a little negative. I don't I, I'm not sure I like that term. But yeah. <laughs> I will say that companies also have to be really careful because contrary to popular belief, you cannot publicly say oh, we're going to do this for a cause and cause jack without that nonprofit's permission. And it happens all the time. It does. So you have to be careful. Like, yes, absolutely. I think you should be cause jacking. And you need to be talking to that nonprofit to, to ensure that they know what's happening, and in many instances that they're giving permission or that you re- retool it a little bit so that they don't have to give you permission but that you can still direct the donation.
1: Yeah, and I think a great example of this, though, was last year's playoffs when Peyton Manning's foundation benefited oh, from I him using the word Omaha. And, uh, I you love know, A bunch that of Omaha uh, companies got together, but they were in constant communication with uh, Peyton's foundation to make sure that everything was done in an appropriate way. And even after the event... Um. After the promotion ended with the Denver losing in the playoffs, no, in the Super Bowl. Um. They uh, Peyton Manning went to Omaha to accept the Aww. check and thank people there. So it was great. Well, he
0: wasn't doing anything. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 he doesn't have anything to do this year. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I like this concept. If we had had a little bit more time with Ken, I think there's a there there in terms of, you know, I think there's something to be said. Clearly, I had I was hammering a point about, you know, how do you plan for this versus how you how you you don't plan for this or just be spontaneous. But, you know, I'd want to ask Ken. He clearly focuses in on sports. Maybe I'll just ask you, how do you think people can take advantage of, you know, like trending Twitter topics, for example, like how, how how can people pick up on that and monitor hashtags that are popular, for example?
1: It's easy to find out these things. I mean, to go to Twitter, find out what's trending. You can find out on Twitter what's trending just in your community.
0: Well, OK, let uh, me ask you this. This is maybe a stupid question and I should probably know the answer to this. But I didn't realize that like if I am signed into Twitter and I go to trending topics, it's only going to show me what's trending in my network.
1: Yeah, but you can adjust that. You can, yeah. You can adjust that to see what's trending Trending nationally, what's trending on Twitter generally. I see what's trending here in Boston and stuff like that too. So you know, but you know what the big thing with all this, Megan, is you're just using it as another data point, uh, you know, for information stuff. But see, the 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 challenge is that nonprofits need to have organizations general need to have the resources and the mentality to react when something happens and you know and that i think that's more where people struggle is that they don't know they don't see it as an opportunity, and uh, and then they don't have the resources to react. The same thing happens when you watch TV. I mean, if if something's happening on a TV show that's addressing an issue that's related to your nonprofit, use that opportunity to talk about it online. Right. To get people talking about it. But, I
0: think I think that's the smartest people they, thing I see people doing is just yeah. picking up on. And you do this a lot, Joe. To your credit, yeah. People, if you have not subscribed to the Selfish Giving blog, you should because Joe is go. great at this. You know, he probably is going to have a post about Groundhog Day. Next That's week. Right. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, you really do. Yeah.
1: Well, I have a whole board. You talk a lot about
0: zombies, show. for example. Yeah,
1: I talk a lot about zombies, <laughs> but I have a whole board on special occasions and how people use everything from the Peyton Manning example to how uh, Nike used the uh, the World Series uh, to raise money for good causes. So there's lots right. of different things. But you know, the whole idea here is you're building off something that already has a lot of momentum. Exactly. Why go out and try to create Re- the? Recreate momentum? the wheel. Yeah, yep. we could recreate it for yourself when you have it right there
0: and it may give you a slightly wider reach than you might normally have although i will say you have to be a little bit careful of that to ken's point you shouldn't just do it to do it like you shouldn't you know if i am a Local nonprofit in support of parks, like I shouldn't just tack onto the Super Bowl because everyone's going to be watching the Super no. Bowl. Like, there has to be a reason. No, there so, has to be
1: some relevancy there. I think that's a that danger,
0: go. though, don't you think? I think people tack onto stuff just to glom onto it when it really yeah. doesn't have any point. I mean, I love right. the mittens well, example.
1: Think, you know, it's a great example. Look at GoDaddy, right? GoDaddy submits ads to the Super Bowl every year so that they get rejected, right? That's their mojo. Right. And and it's like, that's what I don't think
0: they're doing expect. that this year, though.
1: They Well, they already got one rejected. Oh, you know? they did. Okay. They, they did the uh, the, doggy, they were... the doggy video and the dog falls off a truck and is lost and makes its way home. And the mother says, oh, I'm so glad you got home. I just sold you to someone with my new website." And uh, <laughs> and, you know, and the, the, the universe did not react positively. But that's just what GoDaddy wants.
0: Right. They want the They want the. Notoriety. That's interesting. Well, you know, and that could be a counter strategy for a very, I would say a very small number of brands. I don't, I don't think you're going to see a lot of nonprofits taking that particular strategy, you know, to be sensational, just to be sensational. I can think of probably two off the top of my head that might want to do that. But you know, by and large, it's got to make sense for your brand. It really comes back to content strategy, which is what we've talked about a lot this year already and i think we'll continue yeah. to talk about no, it. No, i think it's
1: i think it's huge and what you have to do the reason why oreo did so well when the lights went out is because they had a team that was ready to respond.
0: That's right. And very very professionally and in a very cute way. Well, you've done some examples on cause jacking, where can people find those online?
1: I've written a couple of articles specifically about the uh, the Super Bowl and the Olympics, but I again, I have a whole board on Pinterest that people can check out, and I'll put that in the additional resources section.
0: Excellent. And as you know, everyone, you can find show notes at SelfishGiving.com as well as CauseUpdate.com. We have a favor to ask if you're listening to the show right now. We would love to hear from you either on social media. You can tweet at Joe at Joe waters or at me at Megan strand, or we'd really love to hear your comments about this show. If you're listening and you've been listening and you know who you are, because you come up to us and you tell us you're listening, we would love it if you would leave a review for the show in iTunes. So you what you do is go to iTunes and search for Cause Talk Radio, and it's, you'll have to open your iTunes browser to do that. But we appreciate you doing that, and we thank you for tuning into this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time.